Tomorrow, BBC Television celebrates a special and historic day, the 60th birthday of Her Majesty the Queen. In the morning, the Queen and her family drive through Windsor to attend the special service of Thanksgiving in the beautiful setting of St George's Chapel. In the afternoon, the Queen will be at Buckingham Palace, when over 5,000 children march along the Mall to bring her spring flowers and sing their own special birthday song. And in the evening, happy birthday, dear man. A lively and colourful portrait of the Queen with glimpses of her life from childhood to today, including a delightful exclusive sequence with Prince Andrew welcoming the Queen on board HMS Brazen. A day of affectionate celebration on the Queen's 60th birthday, tomorrow on BBC One. This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Everest, a podcast where we squirt a seltzer bottle into a dog's mouth. Today, we've been watching an episode of That's Life from 1986. Yes, it's the day before the Queen's birthday. The Queen's 60th birthday, no less. Her 60th birthday. And the BBC... They're going all in. ...have gone a little bit overboard with it, I think. I don't remember any of this. There's been a number of um, these sort of things on the YouTube videos that we've watched and have put up and, and posted in the blurbs and so forth. Yeah. Uh, sort of additional pieces of continuity stuff. Mm. And we've we've not touched on any of it, but I don't think that we can sidestep this because it does seem like the BBC absolutely went gangbusters for this. Yeah, were they thinking that she wasn't going to make seventy, so they might as well? Well, pull I don't. Out all the stops I don't. Now. I have no idea. Because spoiler alert, she's still going. Yeah, I mean, I was thirteen. You know, this is summer before my fourteenth birthday, and I have no recollection of this. You're not out with a uh, bunch of daffs walking down the mall. Definitely not, and I don't remember. Well, no, it would have been after. Would it have been after school broke up? Given the way that April goes, it may have been in the Easter holidays, but it's quite late in April. It's yeah, twentieth of April. So I would imagine that school had probably just started again. I don't know when Easter was in 1986. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it's. It's a complete blank for me. And I'm like, what? What? Ha, when was this a thing? Obviously, with the benefit of an extra 34 years under our belts, yeah. we are able to more or less confirm that, to the best of our knowledge, they didn't do this for a 70th, 80th or 90th birthday. No, no. Uh, now, if she, if she makes 100, which, you know, genetically speaking is not necessarily mm. against the odds. I think that they'll probably um they'll probably mention it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I have got, you know, I I've got nothing particular against the queen. As long as she stays out of my life, I'll stay out of hers. You'll stay out of her bedroom. 
I, I, I'm not particularly a Republican, but I'm not particularly a monarchist either. I'm really, I'm probably a lot more in the don't really care camp than most people. I'm, I'm the problem, you know. I probably feel very similarly to you, but my, I think my approach to the Queen is that if we didn't have the Queen or you know those uh, rascally royals mm. generally speaking then we'd have to have a president yeah you'd have president boris johnson yeah and fuck that i think that ultimately i kind of feel sorry for the royal family uh, uh, because that's, they yeah, don't that's have the chance ever no. of the freedom of a normal life yeah yeah i can understand if they go a bit crazy with it they're well compensated for it but yeah. at the same time, they don't have any fucking choice. Yeah, it's like once you once you once you're in, you're in, yeah. and there is no out, and there's yeah. no choice about being in either. Yeah, you don't apply for it. You issue yeah. forth from the exactly. womb and go. Oh, yeah. by the way, one day you're going to be the Queen of England. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And then you say, uh, okay. And then obviously, when you realise that, yeah. What if I don't want to be? And then they say, well, you're still going to be hounded for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you'll have a lot of money and that. But yeah. it's, uh, but it's it's all kind of irrelevant anyway, because you haven't got any choice about any of it. It's all kind of irrelevant, because actually we're talking about That's Life. Yeah. Uh, which features another form of Queen, Esther Anson, who well, receives a rapturous response. She's in her imperial stage. This is peak ransom. Uh, yeah. I reckon this is when she's at her most powerful. Yeah, uh, the 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 similarity that I drew was with Margaret Thatcher, and um, especially the way when she came out onto the stage in the first play, and she was like, you know, like the last out star billing, and uh, and she gave a little bow and said, "Thank you so much." In an, this was maximum Thatcher. Maximum Thatcher is what I wrote. Well, yeah, I mean, actually, I, um, I think you'll, I think you'll find that she was first out because they were doing a London oh, sorry, marathon yeah. cool, sorry. themed. First out. Yeah, they were doing a London marathon themed opening, so obviously she had to be the first out because she'd won. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry, yeah, uh, but I rest, mean, the rest of them traipsed in, yeah. wheezing. It's, it, like I say, it's the pride that usually comes before a fall. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember how that's life ended. Whether it ended kind of you know rancorously with her complaining that it shouldn't have been, or whether she took it gracefully, I don't know. I can't remember, but I I mean the last episode is on YouTube, so you can yeah. find that. But what I what what I do know is that from probably not long after this period, the descent started. Yeah, she was never quite the same force again yeah um, even when she had a sort of oprah winfrey style afternoon yeah. chat show esther yeah, yeah it, esther. yeah i mean it built up throughout the 70s but it just went into hyperdrive in the 1980s and by 1986 like i say she's the she's the fucking queen of this program oh absolutely. and you kind of don't get a say in it She's the queen of this program, and this program's got Molly Sugden in it. Yeah, that yeah, fair fair comment. And the thing is, right, I don't like Esther Hansen, and I didn't like 
watching That's Life. Did you not? No. But, but, <laughs> by the standards of the era, and I know a lot about this sort of thing, as you well know. That's a She is highly competent. She has a good relationship with the public, yeah. uh, which I don't think is faked like Silla's always was. Yeah. Um, I, I think that she has a genuine connection with them. And you see that, actually, where she goes out on the streets with this muscle bloke who can wiggle his pecs and for some reason rather than putting him in the studio they've gone out to do Vox Pops with him. Well I think that that was it was one of the strands that That's Life always did. Oh yeah yeah they always did it but I I thought it was usually like in relation to a news story or something and this didn't seem this didn't this this felt like a fairly tenuous news story but I mean that's not any anyway that's not the point. This fella Brian Sterling was apparently offering an exercise program for how you can develop your pectoral muscles to tit dancing. Right. So yeah. So that's not that's not a news story. We didn't that's we didn't ad, get any whiff of story. what that's what the ad, uh, exercise yeah. program was though. Yeah. We no. just well, of course saw not. him he wiggling charged. his tits in the street. Yeah, but he's, he wants to make he's going to make money for that. He was titillating, laughing school children, a young man who was quite overcome, and a yeah. middle aged woman who was all all up in that. Brian Sterling. Yeah, and the thing is that I really liked all of them. I really liked the general public in this. I thought they were really funny. I thought they were really kind of engaging. And you don't normally, you know, I'm I'm so used to seeing fucking crazy people on the TV. You know, the the only members of the public that you ever see on the TV these days have got fucking veins throbbing in their temples you know and and, and yeah. eyeballs bulging and a spitting and shouting into a camera and um yeah these are just normal people everybody's gurning these days everybody's gurning that's how i think feels. that's that's the benefit of that's life is that it did actually capture yeah but in this, it's like. just normal people, and actually, yeah, they're quite funny. Like, you know, the the, the, the old girl at the end is, is quite funny. This is not my thing, this programme. I don't, you know, I, I don't like it. It's it's Tory TV, <laughs> is what it is. It's, it was, I mean, that's life. It, it's a magazine programme, and its stock in trade was a ticking a, variety, a, a number of boxes, and it did it. Every single week, the boxes that it liked to tick included production anomalies, newspaper misprints, idiosyncratic English usage, misspellings, funny foreigners, talking animals, amusing shaped vegetables. And then after you've had all of your sort of Bamforth saucy seaside postcard fun, there would be some, you know, hard hitting consumer campaign or whatever. Mrs. Sales from Biggleswade sent me a pair of tights, which I was thrilled with until I read the packet. To fit hips 48 to 54. (laughs) Styled by Dumbo. On the other hand, Annie, Marlene, Bart and Patrick watch us in Belgium and their friend Kath Simmons saw what else they watch over there. According to the Belgian paper on BBC One, there's the Wogan... Pratchett. The thing is that all that stuff, all that junk. Yeah. I fucking hate that. 
Blumenek, the flower shop in Germany. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Because, a photograph of somebody's toddler flipping somebody off. Yeah, because the thing is that in this day and age, when everything is recorded on camera or on video yeah, camera... Yeah, that's true. I've got higher standards than that bullshit now. It is very true. I mean, You know, this bullshit is basically 1980s memes. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and the, but the thing is, they suck. So it's really boring. So I was sitting there for like... Because I, I was thinking that, oh, well, you know, they'll get this over within 30 seconds. But like, they just fucking kept going. Well, they know. I mean, I think that they pepper them throughout because obviously when you get to a hard-hitting bit, um, you you know, you want to have, have people buttered up thinking, wasn't it funny when Esther tried on that T-shirt that didn't have a head hole? Yeah, well, again, I mean, like I say, you know this program isn't my sort of thing but she very competently handles that she's the host it's her responsibility and so she does a very good job of turning from bits where the, the audience is laughing yeah and taking it to this onto this quite sort of serious story you know she definitely does have a the Esther's serious voice which does come out um one of the regular features or semi-regular features at least was the jobs worth of the week that was um that was present and correct dealing Mm. with a a man whose sign for his cobbler shop was being repeatedly removed by westminster council because you know it had the word cobblers on it so you mean your sign says cobblers (laughs) and that's why the council didn't like it well in fact the chap from the council told me my name was offensive so i tried to do without the signs but nobody came to the shop if they weren't there. Well, it seems three weeks after that, a man from the council brought the sign back with a copy of this, the Highways Act. Paul told us... It said I was guilty of an offence and I could be fined up to £200. We said that must have made you blink. It did. I kept them in the shop. But after about four weeks, business was so bad, I thought I might have to pack up. But that would mean selling everything for half of what I'd paid. Not only that, but there were so many other signs on the pavement, I thought, this is a load of old... shoemakers (laughs) shoemakers <laughs> I, I, I was surprised that there would be somebody who would think that <laughs> and not take into consideration the fact that this is their the yeah. actual name of what they do Yeah, uh, that, that was very very odd I mean he hadn't called his cobbler's business Saucy Sid Wanks fuck hut or anything. He had just called his cobbler's shop the cobblers. Gary's scat factory. Fuck a nun today. <laughs> that 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 is not an appropriate name for a cobbler's. No. I, I agree with Westminster Council completely. Yeah. But cobblers Cobblers is a perfectly acceptable name for yeah. a cobblers. If you run the only cobbler's shop in Curzon Street. Yeah. Although I have to say, he said that he lost out much of his business through not having these signs out. Well, he said that when he didn't have a sign up, uh, they, more or less nobody turned up. Yeah, I'd like to see his accounts. Because, I'm fa- yeah, it's fascinating. Because uh, I'm not convinced by that, that almost everybody is just... That's, that's not a very secure basis for a business. You need a regular customer base. All businesses is, need a regular customer base. Is the majority of the cobbler trade, sort of passing trade, of people just walking past yeah, just and then look, look down at their shoes and go, actually... Yeah. The sole is flapping off my shoe. I've only just noticed that. I, I don't know. Maybe they were in the 1980s. I don't, I, 
you know. Nowadays, nowadays shoes aren't made as well as they were in the 1980s. Shoes used to be made out of sterner stuff. I only wear shoes about three times a week now. Well, of course, yeah. In, in 2020, nobody wears shoes at all. Yeah. I, I imagine that the, the cobbler market has completely fallen to pieces, as has the shoe sales market. But, um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's just like, why would somebody do that? I don't know. It's one of those that makes you think, I'm only hearing one side of this story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is actually, that is a very interesting and probably worthwhile point. But then again, the, you know, the council kind of refused to comment, didn't they? So, Yeah. So, yeah, they had their opportunity to yeah. tell their side of the story and couldn't uh, be bothered. Yeah, or, or actually what he's saying is completely right. Or, yeah, or yeah. his cobblers. There, there are, yeah, oh. God, you'll you'll get us taken off Acast. You'll get us taken off Acast. The uh, the consumer feature this week I found quite interesting because it's uh, it was a debate that I remember from from days gone by, dealing with the Sunday trading laws, which I think were finally repealed sometime in 1991 92 yeah about then yeah and they they were dealing with all the little quirks of the sunday trading laws so you know you could buy a bottle of gin on sunday but you couldn't buy a bible you could buy a packet of razor blades if you were going to use them to trim your corns but not the same blades if you were going to use them to shave yeah, I mean, the the rules as they originally intended was that it would be like kind of pharmacies and food only. Yeah, yeah. Um, and nothing else. But then there started to be all this, this these arguments about it. I don't remember the beginning of it. All I know is that certainly before 1992... I was working the occasional Sunday in a supermarket. Yeah. Definitely. That but I worked at the fucking Saver Centre. Were you ever party to any of the workarounds that they discussed? I particularly liked the uh DIY shop that had decided that they were going to sell fresh fruit and then offer free gifts such yeah. as they'd sell you an apple for 99 pounds and give you a free front door. Yeah. Um, incidentally, that didn't work. No, it didn't, did it? Uh, also, the the DIY centre that made all of its employees convert to Judaism, <laughs> <laughs> so that it wouldn't be the Sabbath there anymore. Yeah, and therefore the rules didn't apply. That also didn't work. Yes, yes. I don't remember anything like that happening. No, nowhere no. I ever worked. Well, they sent Doc Cox out to do some more uh, Vox Pops on the street yeah. to ch- chide people who'd yeah. just broken the law. I mean, technically speaking, as this programme pointed out, shopkeepers who broke the law could go to prison, but consumers who broke the law knowingly were technically guilty of aiding and abetting. Good morning. Do you realise you've Good morning. Aid- You've aided and abetted in a criminal act. Why is that? Because you bought something on a Sunday that you're not supposed to buy. Yes, I must admit, I've broken the cardinal rule buying it on the Sunday. I personally feel that shops uh, should be closed on the Sunday. Sunday's a family day, I think, of uh, family worship where people should be in church rather than in shops. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is, 
using a sledgehammer to crack a nut a little bit, that argument. It's... Mm. I, I don't think that out there in the real world anybody ever ended up being prosecuted for aiding and abetting. No. Breaking no, the Sunday trading laws. But people were prosecuted for being a shopkeeper who was selling a sledgehammer for which oh, yeah, someone yeah. could crack their nut. You know, they, yeah, but they, you know, they know what they're doing. Everybody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it and is, those it are is the laws the law. as yeah, yeah. The, the point is that those are the laws as passed. You, and, you know, you don't get a choice over which ones you, you know. Yeah. Take uh, which ones you don't, and uh, and I'm not making as much money as I could. Didn't yeah. used to be considered a good enough reason. I'm not commenting on the rights or wrongs of it. By I actually way. think that that there was bigger Jobsworthery at play in this than there was in the Jobsworth story. The story of you know the um, unionist MPs who flew over specially. To vote against it, even though these laws wouldn't obtain in Ulster. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Scottish Labour MPs who voted against it, even though in Scotland Sunday trading was already allowed. Yeah, I mean, just the most petty, bloody political nonsense. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, if they say you're English these days, they'll throw you in jail. It's true. Yeah. Can't can't even buy an apple these <laughs> can't days. Can't even buy an apple on a Sunday from a. DIY store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ultimate point is that anything to, that leads to that situation is, by definition, absurd policy. And the, the but the problem was that the you know the religious lobby was still powerful then. They still had influence that they don't really quite have so much of now. Yeah, and uh, it was and, eroded by Sunday trading being allowed. That was what that was the final straw, I think. Yeah, I mean nobody, you know, they they really had pushback on it, and somehow or other, I think they thought that if they could get it severely limited, <laughs> then <laughs> what the fuck difference does that make? Either it's a holy day or it isn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not a bit a holy day. There were signs that some of the Consumers were a little bit mixed up about it, you know. I'm, yeah, I I do believe that this should be a day of rest and a day for the family and a day for going to church. But at the same time, I mean, um, do it all. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, eighteen was, screws. I mean, there was the one bloke who wasn't who did didn't it? Um, he he was a, a some Christian fella coming out of a shop. And he yeah, bought, he'd still bought a load of shit. He bought he? something, and then he said, "Well, you know, I don't really think they should open on Sundays." And it's like, "Well, I wait a minute. All right, so yeah. maybe he actually—I'd consider him to be aiding and abetting because he yeah. knows that it's wrong, and he's still doing it." Yeah, what a prick. Um, now serious Esther comes out for some hard-hitting campaigns. Oh, Jesus, The the first one was the campaign to get it to be mandatory that cars had to have seatbelts in the back and that children had to wear seatbelts in cars. Now, again, this is something that I remember. I can report, and this may not come as a huge surprise to you, but I did manage to get through the 1980s without dying in a car accident. Well, yeah. But at the same time, it's just common sense, isn't it? Just put a seatbelt on. Jesus, wept. What difference does it make? 
you know how does it what it's like three percent less comfortable that's very precise <laughs> i'll i'll take that i'll take yeah i'll take my children being three percent less comfortable yeah but alive yeah yeah you know. But I mean, oh, that was just so grim. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Was that was brutally grim. But there was a, a brief shout out for an MP that you know well, Peter Bottomley. Oh yeah, who who was at that time the Minister for Roads and Traffic. Yeah, he's a yeah. Well, he's not my MP anymore, is he? No, my MP is uh, the other one, that goon we saw at the Shore match, who looked like he was dressed like Toad of Toadall. I don't remember that. Uh, because... Tim Tim Houghton? Oh, Tim Loughton. Loughton, Tim Loughton. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's my I MP mean, now. He's a he's prick. A <laughs> he is anyway. an absolute pillock. But anyway, there Peter Rottomley Bottomley. There was, there was another campaign afoot, uh, mm. and it was to try and get Skull Bandits outlawed. Now, Skull Bandits were basically... Tea bags full of tobacco that you chewed or sucked or yeah, they sounded did something. disgusting. Well, I know there are a number of shopkeepers who had seen the beginnings of this appeal and now decided to take them off the shelves of their own volition. Yeah, and to answer the question, what are they going to do with all of this stock? They brought out Percy Thrower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of us were expecting that. No one was expecting that. At least alone the studio audience who laughed nervously throughout. <laughs> yeah. At what what were actually some fairly sound gardening tips. I mean, I didn't know that nicotine was a natural insecticide and that a big handful of tobacco yeah, yeah, would yeah. help your tomato plants. Yeah. But, I mean... That wasn't a comedy feature, but no. you wouldn't you wouldn't guess it from no. the uh, from the audience reaction. So very very strange. And then we're on to more Queen Elizabeth content. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a long old watch, wasn't that, it? Yeah. <laughs> that, that song seemed to last 60 years on its own. So some school kids have done a song for the yeah. Queen's 60th birthday. The St John's College School Choir with the band of the Grenadier Guards. They're not a fucking choir. That's not no way that a choir. No, I think that that, that, that one that, that they just assembled a group of kids to do their own ad hoc song. Yeah. And it was fucking appalling. It was terrible. I and mean, if that was the actual song, then God alone knows. I looked into the song. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't find out if that was the actual song or not because I genuinely didn't want to listen to any more of anything yeah, yeah. like that. The actual song, I assumed, would have sold in buckets given the blanket coverage the BBC were giving the Queen's birthday, but it only reached number forty, yeah. and, and it uh, had three weeks on the chart. So British people, well, were no not one was as gonna... awful as I feared. Yeah, well, I don't know, we'll see. 
Um, I mean, the, I, I, I thought, well, they're going to be, what, about 6 to 10 now. So they're yeah. about 35 to 40. So they're about your age. Well, I guess so, yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I turned six the week before. So I mean, yeah. as far as I know, I'm, I didn't see myself. Probably a bit older. Probably a bit older it. than you. Probably a very. But it's just, you know, I. I hate kids. I hate kids at the best of times. Well, and I don't definitely don't like them when they're singing tunelessly. I don't like most kids. I like my own. You know, yeah. they're, they're all right. Um, well, my dad always said that other people's kids are kids. Whether yeah. your own are children. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. So, but, my, yeah, my, my children, are, they're, they're good kids. and uh, But, um, yeah, if these people are about 35 to 40 now, something like that, maybe a bit older, 40 to 45. Do you think they still harken back and go, do you know what? I was on television. Well, it makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you. That's think. why I'm being. I'm being. I'm going to be careful about what I say because only one of them. One of them has to Google it. Yeah, and it, we're not going to. I mean, we've already. We've already impugned a sitting member of Parliament <laughs> <laughs> and a cobbler. Now, one thing that this episode did not have, and I was a little disappointed. And I don't know if you were a little disappointed was an amusingly shaped vegetable. That would have been funnier than anything they'd come up with because any sort yeah. of amusingly shaped vegetable is going to be funnier than the stuff they came so, up, the other stuff they came up with. I thought what I could do for you is that no, no, I, have, I have imagined an amusingly shaped vegetable. Oh, I'm right. going to describe it to you just okay. so you get that fix. Right, Hopefully, okay. Right, what we've got is a oh. butternut squash, which is a vegetable that didn't exist in 1986. So it's all this is already exciting and cutting edge. Okay, it's butternut squash, yeah. and at the bottom where the bulb is, yeah, there's quite a lot of those sort of fronds. You know the way that pumpkins throw out sort of stabilising f- sort of uh, fronds to to you know help no. stabilise it as it grows. Well, it's got quite a lot of those, but they're very dark. And they're curly, so they look like pubes. <laughs> okay. Right? All right, all right. And at the top of the butternut squash looks exactly like a bell end. And it's got a urethral <laughs> meatus. So that's that's my amusingly shaped vegetable. So basically photorealistic. Yeah, it's basically a photorealistic <laughs> cock that you can that you can also turn into a delicious vegetarian curry. Alright, okay. And and if you wanted a talking animal, I imagined a duck that could say the Lord's Prayer. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you you fancy trying to imagine a, a amusingly shaped vegetable. Okay, it's, uh, just an it, aubergine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just, just what? An just aubergine. a normal aubergine. Just, uh, just an aubergine cut open down the middle. And what has it got? Has it got like a the seeds formed a spunking cock in the middle of it? Yeah, or might it, as well. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Imagine my surprise, Esther, when I cut open this aubergine. I need to find that it's got a spunking cock in the middle of it. They would absolutely have put that on That's Life. And you know they would. Because it was a bit it was a bit edgy, wasn't it? As, as programmes go in 1986, it was a little bit edgy. Well, it was... I mean, it was on after nine. Yeah, so, so all bets were it off. it could be. I don't think they pushed it very hard, you know. Right. No. I mean, Doc, Doc Cox never did that Who Put the Cunt in Scunthorpe song. <laughs> 
<laughs> he never he never did that on that's life so no. far as i'm aware not even with the bleep uh good good bad and your lasting memory well the best bit was the um was the public like i say i really warmed to the people that... that's not something that you will often say so that's no 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 I, I, I as a rule i hate people <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but you know there there was something very natural about it. And, and again, and, and which ties into my other best bit, which is that whilst I don't like the program and I didn't like much of what it was about, I have to admit that Esther Ranson is very very good at what she does. Thank you. Yeah, she is very capable. She doesn't drop a word. I was watching it like, or kind of, you know, it really draws your attention towards her. The whole way everything is framed is, you know, yeah. is, is done. I think quite purposely. She doesn't skip a word, hardly. Mm. You no. know, her jokes might not be funny, but they are perfectly competently delivered. Yeah, you know, uh, there's something about Esther Ranson. She's a stone cold fox, even though she isn't, and I've never been able to put my finger on it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I imagine, I imagine that Esther Ranson is an absolute demon in the sack. Okay, and you can you can take that to the bank. I hope. Well, I hope she doesn't end up googling this podcast. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> what? What was your least favourite thing? Uh, my least favourite thing was it the achingly tragic story of a man who'd lost all three of his young children in a car accident? Yeah, because that that sudden, was pretty bleak, wasn't it? It was the sudden pivot to that, followed by <laughs> candy that gives you mouth cancer. <laughs> Fuck's sake, guys! Enough already. I, mean, I didn't realise they had like they, you know, they put a little supplementary one in there as well. Yeah, you know, they really sneaked that second one in. They were both campaigns, and they were both worthwhile campaigns, and they were both successful campaigns as well. well. So, they, to be know. honest with you, they were they were both a bit of an open goal, really, weren't they? You know? Yeah, it was a bit like campaigning <laughs> to have sofa fires put out. Yeah, no, no government. No government ever got voted out for banning something that gives you mouth cancer. We're the party. We're the party that tried to stop mouth cancer, and you remember that. The bit that will stay with me is actually the Jobsworth hat, which oh, I considered okay. to be Im- impressive. It was and surprisingly a elaborate dollar have been spent on that yeah do you think that they actually awarded that hat do you think well, they you know biked it round well i'd be expecting it oh, absolutely if you you know if i works for whoever it is it's usually a council isn't it yeah and esther ranson with barely a right of reply just dragged the name of my organization through the mud i want to be wearing that fucking hat <laughs> yeah, monday want... morning i want to be sat at my desk <laughs> Wearing that hat, doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> because Absolutely. I do not learn. Yeah, I've doubled. Da- In fact, if anything, I've doubled down. And, and, I've, and I've started making up some rules myself as well. <laughs> My favourite part was probably the uh, bit about Sunday trading. I remember. I remember the Sunday trading thing, and and it was particularly you are, you are a daft. Strange child. Well, I, and it was it was particularly daft, and some of the examples I gave just made me proud to be British. Okay, because this is such a stupid, p- 
petty nation of tits. The thing I didn't like, probably again, would be the tragic tale of a, of people losing all of their family in car accidents. That I was, mean, that yeah, was... I mean, when 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 they when that came up, I just went. Oh Jesus! I knew we were in trouble when Esther's voice changed. Well, I know she it did. changed. I didn't realise it was going to be all three of them. I also didn't like Molly Sugden. No, but I don't like Molly Sugden. I generally do like Molly Sugden, but I was disappointed with Molly Sugden in this. I didn't understand why Molly Sugden was required when they already had three smarmy gits to do the gag material. Well, anyway. I think it was primarily because um, Are You Being Served had just finished. I did like the fact that they had put a china cat on the sofa next to her because you can't have Molly Sugden without a pussy no, at some yeah, stage. Yeah, true, true. And I think the thing that will probably live with me is the idea of, and this is something they did every week as far as I remember, the cartoon credits. Yes. have been specially yeah. commissioned every week. All of the, you know, all of the stuff, Skull Bandits and three young children being flung from a car actually that that didn't manage to make it into the credits i i didn't i didn't didn't know all the things that did but i'm fairly sure that one wouldn't would have been left out blood and eyes and teeth while while a job's worth toes a sign away and a cobbler goes out of business because his business model is so fucking dependent on a street sign that he knows full well that under the letter of the law, he's not allowed to have. What a prick. And did you check out the hat that that guy from the council was wearing? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it. it actually said Jobsworth on it. Yeah, it was like... It was like a fucking crown, only yeah. in the shape of a peaked cap. It's the sort of thing that Blakey would have worn. <laughs> In and, in uh, his in his dreams in his yes. sex dreams, Blake Blakey's <laughs> sex dreams. Yeah, I think that's that is as good a place to leave. That's life. I actually I actually quite enjoyed that's life. You didn't? No, I um, didn't. I didn't. I but I, I, I didn't. Think it's but made I... for an interesting discussion at least. Yeah, I I didn't. But it like I say, I've got at least I I, I do at least respect the host. And and that's more than I can say for a lot of the uh, programmes that I've been watching recently. Yeah. We don't need to bring back That's Life. Just look at the internet and then get sad about something for five minutes. I mean, the thing is that those kind of like, you know, like Love It magazine and whatever, they're basically the same thing, aren't they? Only in paper form. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Sorry, I've only just thought that. If I, I should have thought that 25 minutes ago. Well, there you go. That's life, as they say. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. Hey! Ah, dear, anyway, good at this. tomorrow it's yeah. Out of Town with Jack Hargreaves. Which, incidentally, was your pick. It was before, my pick. But I'm still you... angry at you. <laughs> <laughs> i I'm still angry at you over this. Yeah, so you know, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be up in my game in the new year. (laughs) But anyway, tomorrow, out of town with Jack Argreaves. That'll do us for tonight. Thanks very much for listening. Goodbye. 
out. On the 28th of January, Mr. and Mrs. Robinson from Harrow on the Wheel went into their local electricity board showroom to buy a new fridge freezer. They paid cash for it, and within four days it was installed and took pride of place in their kitchen. All went well for a couple of weeks. The milk was cold. The food stayed fresh. And, and even the light worked when you opened the door. But then the trouble started. On February the 19th, the Robinson's seven-year-old son, George, got an attack of appendicitis and had to be rushed to hospital. They rang the electricity board. who responded, This has got nothing to do with us. <laughs> the Robinsons left it at that, but this incident was just the tip of the iceberg. Just two days after this, on the 17th, a freak typhoon ripped off a whole side of their house, 79 Latchmere Road. Naturally upset by this, Mr. and Mrs. Robinson had a quarrel, which ended in Mr. Robinson savagely pushing his wife through a plate glass window. On both occasions, they contacted the electricity board, and on both occasions, they were told, I'm sorry, this really has got nothing to do with us. It was then that things began to go seriously wrong. Mr. Robinson ran his car into a bus queue and was shot by a police marksman. <laughs> Mrs. Robinson was attacked by a killer whale. <laughs> Mr. Robinson's mother was hit by a meteorite. <laughs> Prince Philip exploded. And was arrested on the street. <laughs> charged with causing an obstruction. It was then that we contacted the electricity board. <laughs> the young man who answered the phone seemed rather confused. He said, I'm sorry, this really has got nothing to do with us. <laughs> <laughs>